Yo, what's up, y'all? This be Johnny and J-Mo from State of Shit Podcast, letting you know to like and subscribe to us on any listening platform you may be able to listen to podcasts. We are on Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. I'm going to put on a mirror. Our first young nigga in the A2 land, running 14 mils, started 14 grams. Hey. Oh, boy, Dickies and Diamonds and Tenders and play with that boy. He's, He's not, not one, one of them. them. Hey, yo. That nigga was on it all, though. <laughs> Shit, man. I always love listening to Lil Baby whenever. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Lil Baby is that. Yeah, I like turning up to Lil Baby. Let's smoke Hell yeah, man. Blind, my G. Hell yeah. Let's get this. Uh, Yes, sir. Anyways, yo. Welcome to another episode of Still oh, yeah. the Ship Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Be your boys, Johnny and. It's your boy, Jane Mo. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Shit. So happy Mother's Day, everybody. Happy Mother's Day, you know, for everybody out there. You know what I'm saying? Whoever the mamas, you know what I'm saying? And people who have mothers. Yeah, yeah. That's Sunny in the background, too. Yeah, the dog gonna be chilling with us today. Chill. So you might hear some occasional dog barking and whatnot. Baby doggy. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, the, the little dog and whatnot. So, bro, how, how was your day, man? How was your, your week, really, man? Week? Uh, a bit stressful, but... Wasn't nothing different other than nigga no nigga happens are cool, you know what I'm saying? Shit happens. Nigga just stand up through that shit. That's cool, that's cool. We're not gonna talk on no stressful shit, you know what I'm saying? That's not our MO, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we're just gonna just we gonna just we gonna like, you know, just say that's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that was on some nice shit for me too. But man. the moral of it is just standing up. Yeah. G, you know what I'm saying? Never let a hard time humble us type shit. You know, of course, shit, of course, of course. Hustle, yeah, that just remind me of somebody who I ran the cross where it was like, oh man, tough ass life, but you know what I'm saying? But we were talking about that earlier. Like he's like, I don't want that a part of my life and shit, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, well our struggles we always have to endure it on our own. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else like you know with your shit like i am just a person on the on the outside looking at you know what i mean so i can't really like you know like i just know like you know we all have to handle it on our own so all i can do is you know be support whenever i can and yeah but that's the part about it is the shit i'm going through that i have to go through it don't even be that shit it be outside shit that's creeping in a nigga motherfucking circle that i'm not it don't be like bad energies it be a little shit that's happening they be having to be taken care of but it be little stresses and shit on the outside that, you know what I'm saying? It ain't got nothing to do with what a nigga really having to just deal with in life. But like I say, at the same time, you know, sometimes you sit back and think about the shit, you be like, you know, you get a little down and you start thinking about ways that you should, should curve some things in life. And I just feel like shit, like I ain't at the point in my life where I should be curving shit. I should be just turning shit up, adding to shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I should, I guess, you know, a little thing, of course, like vices, like you gotta smoke a less weed, a little shit like that. But I mean, as far as in personality and how I carry myself and how I treat people. Yeah. Shit, nigga, I mean, at the end point of the day, it is what it is. Like, shit, I be a good nigga and shit happens. So I can't blame it on being a bad nigga when shit pops up and happens. It is what it is. Just deal with it, dog. Yeah, we just gotta deal with it. That made me like, like that made me like, you know, think about shit like that, like on. Uh, when I was um, listening to a, a, like a little snippet from um, the podcast, uh, drinking uh, drink champs, you know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> Trey was on there, you know. Trey, the truth, like he's he probably was- one of the most respected, one of my most respected. Um, I'll say, I want to say, rap figures from Houston. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because he- Trey, the truth, that's no fucking lying. That word right there, and like he. Like, I didn't know Trader True was actually, like, you know, full sobriety, like, straight up. Like, he never did a drug or anything like that. He said or claimed that. 
whatever on the show but he feels like you know we should attack our our, our situations head on instead of like, like you know just letting them just sit there for the time being now i see that you might have to say something so what's up i won't say nothing for real because hometown it's kind of like h-town business yeah i know that's what i'm saying so i'm not going like say i man. love trey though like i listened yeah. to a lot of his music back yeah. back yeah. that day when i seen that man squeeze a bullet out of his arm he ain't go to the hospital squeeze the fucking bullet out of his arm i was like wow yeah, like i've been fucking with trey a long time i still respect trey. i follow trey on instagram and i see a lot of shit he doing positive things he doing Mm-hmm. Yeah, he always does positive things. He also had like you know the the little giveaways or something like that for like schools, like I think somewhere in Fifth Ward or something like that. Yeah, which yeah, he always does it every year. That I give him credit for being a great fundraiser in that in that fashion. Like he uses a lot of his money to get his, like he used a lot of his money to get it started. But if you know anything about that part of the shit, it's kind of like that nonprofit shit where you might use your money to get it started to show people what you want to do, but eventually everybody start doing it for you. You just it's pretty much still in your name. It's just people start donating all this food, all this water. He got like, of but I can say name, he bought stuff. Of course, in your that. name, your name is like your name is a brand. Yeah, so and that's what you're supposed that. to do. In a sense yeah. of that's why I say in a sense of uh, he bought stuff in a lot of ways. Like he went and got warehouses and shit. He got of course the uh, he turned the ABN, which we all know is assholes by nature. He got that still, but he got the other side of it, which is angels by nature. That's his philanthropy group where he's give shit. So he give a lot out and he do stuff for shit for people. Like I could say, if it's a blueprint to everything, and I just feel like he, the way he's doing it, like he's doing it smart. He's he's setting a blueprint for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Like the but, people that yeah. want to, in a sense, not like on no roach ass shit. Like on no, you can come up this way on some. If you want to change up and you want to give back and you want to, you know, be a pillar in the community, these are ways you can do it because that's how he did. Like in a sense that he just stepped up shit that a lot of niggas say they might donate money to shit but he like he turned himself into the niggas they donate the money to because we all worry about where the money go so now he know where he can put the money at and he know who getting help and when louisiana have a a, a hurricane and nobody in the news really talk about it he's him and his boys out there you know what i'm saying <clears throat> yeah that right. kind of i shit. ain't gonna lie i could actually remember that like when i was like you know when i was out there rapper lot was one of them, them them dudes that was out there for real like for yeah. real like they were out there. I ain't gonna lie. I cause I cause cause they 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 talked to my family. Like I forget who it was, but it was like a, a group of them in by the truck. Like by, by the van, really. The van. Like, you know, you know, talking to us, man, you know, telling us about like they 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 they, they care too. And I was like, you Yeah. Know, and I, then the blueprint was set for him to follow, obviously. But I one thing that is always rings true is the person that's writing the blueprint that's putting the blueprint in place or you know setting everything up for people to follow they are usually the ones you get the information from it's usually the people that they fo- that follow them so i feel yeah, like yeah we we send a lot of light being shined through him you know what i'm saying through whoever put him not up to it but whoever he got his inspiration from and found that this is the way okay i want to be a pillar i want to help my community i want to be a hero in my city in my state in my region yeah that's like that's kind of like what i want us to do i'm still thinking on it i'll be having these ideas in my head and shit like that you know and how you know how i want us to actually use steal the ship as the brand you know so so i'll be thinking on things like that like i don't know i've been thinking about trying to get involved with youth programs and stuff like that dealing with sports because you know sports is our shit and you that's know. 100% good. Like, and it's crazy because, you know, too real now, 
that's what I used to tell him back in 2015, 2016. I used to tell him that about the squad was, man, y'all need to go do some volunteer work. Y'all niggas need to go pick up some trash. I mean, for real, that name was so turkeys. cool. That name was so cool. I would have been the one to get them the fucking, like, just a trademark it name. I'm like, two squad. And all y'all pretty much got like a two in your name somewhere. Yeah, and then I it's mean, the and then y'all, that, and then it's like they really like how I was seeing. I'm like, yeah, man, y'all got weight behind y'all name. Y'all could actually put in work. Yeah, then it's the fact that like you're gonna be known eventually for something. Mm-hmm. Why not control that narrative? You know what I'm saying? Like let motherfuckers see you at the George R. Brown Center before Thanksgiving, passing out the turkeys and the boxes of dress and whatever shit they do. Yeah. I've done it before as a youngster, so I know that's the one thing I do know as a volunteer gig and. You know, picking up trash at these parks, these communities, y'all claim y'all controlling and holding these shits down. Be pillars in those communities, you know what I'm saying? Pablo Escobar did it, you know what I'm saying? Like, the drug kingpins, they, that's what they always did. They always took care of the neighborhood. So yeah. you can't yeah. run rep shot, rough shot in the neighborhood because guess who gonna be against you? The people in the neighborhood. You need yeah. some people with you. I mean, like, yeah, so that's how, like, that's how, like, it's um, like that. that's how, like, Vito Colignon from The Godfather got started. He pretty much, like, was protection for the neighborhood. Boom. That's the blueprint. And niggas be trying to go against the rules that's yeah, been written. Yeah, because leg. Yeah, exactly. And it ain't written. It's the shit that, like, niggas done done it and it worked. Yeah. Fuck the shit that's written because then that look like something like, oh, I'm not following no guideline. I'm going to do it my way, which is cool. But then you got to take what you get from it. Also. Like, I mean, and then, I mean, you got to really be humble to the fact that you even came up with the idea because somebody paved the way for it anyways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if you like, even if you thinking that hey, I'm the one putting the concrete over here, like someone paved this to be a path, anyways. So, like, it's somebody that always, for the most so part. So right, for really, how you just say, it, be humble. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, that's all about it right there. But anyways, man, I don't know how we drift off to that. That was some good talk, man. But like, um, yeah, man, shit. What can we talk about today, really? Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about the, um, um, for boxing, I wanted to talk about that Joe Saunders fight, man. Like, the, I mean, the Carnella Alvarez, Billy Joe Saunders fight. What would you like to talk about today? We're going to for sure talk this NBA yes, season yes, and yes, the upcoming playoffs. Playoffs, playoffs finally. Ugh. And then I got, I moved back to like day shifts temporarily. So I have chances to watch games here and there, catch up on everything. But you're going to have to like, you know, speed me up to knowledge on the shit. But, you know, I ain't a slow nigga. <clears throat> I got this. So, but like, um, yeah, today is Mother's Day. Yeah, that's ring true out there on Mother's Day, man. And yeah, man, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to leave, little, I guess, talk about it a little bit with, um, when, when you was telling me about your mother using, like, you know, the CBD oil and stuff and whatnot, mm-hmm. I, I was like, that was pretty good talk right there because, like, I've been thinking, like, you know, <clears throat> maybe for me, for instance, <clears throat> I'm getting older. And I'm noticing, like, man, my joints are, like, hurting. Like, in the morning and whatnot, I do my stretches and whatnot, but, you know, they still come and kick my ass. And then I've been thinking about using, like, I don't know, maybe I might try to go through using the CBD oil. Like, I have nothing nothing against it or no, like, you know, no type of, like, you know, um, well, I'll call it. Uh, you don't have anything negative to yeah, say Yeah, I have nothing it. bad to say about it. I'm just, like, sometimes I'll be like, man, I'm cool, man. I just smoke my weed and whatnot. But thinking, now I'm thinking... A lot of people say it's pretty good for joints and inflammation, right? Mm-hmm. And I might as well start using it because mainly, like, I feel like my joints are really catching the hell of everything right now. Um, I'm not really working out as much as I used to, which I think, I think maybe tonight I'm going to just hit the gym. 
Yeah, I've been back on my big on my business as much as I can be. Honestly, I've been doing too much in the sense of I that shit. I be tearing my fucking body up and it's already tore up. Yeah. But ever since my uh, surgery on the back and shit, you know, I was on my ass for a long time. Was limited movement, so I was finally able to get back on my feet and do some shit. And you know me, I was the nigga that did the most always. So I'm trying to do a little bit the most and. I realized these knees ain't shit no more, my G. First yeah. off, it was the left knee cool. And that's crazy because the first day I hooped, my left knee swell up on me, dog. Like, I'm thinking, nah, this bitch, I could barely bend this bitch like this like I wanted to. So I was like, man, you know what? Them hoes, my left knee out of there. So the next day I went out there, of course, I wrapped the left knee up and I just hooped. And the right knee just went bad. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, just wrap these bitches up. So now I go out there with both knees wrapped up. But, like, no matter what, when I try to chase after balls, when I try to do my layups, like, I got to do pretty much all right-hand layups so I can jump off my left foot because my left, my right knee is, it's in trouble. Like, I don't I don't know if it's to the point where I have to strengthen it back up or if it's to the point where the knee just gone. But, you know, I get looked at uh, a week from tomorrow, I have a full body scan. So if there's anything tore all that old shit, like, my, I'm going to have them look at my knee specifically, like, areas that were bothering me. And yeah, I need to get my lower leg. I'm, I need to get my lower body um, looked at as well because, like, um, <clears throat> my my right leg is going through, like, something similar to yours. Like, whenever I have to, like, cross over a railing or anything at my job, it's like I can feel that pain, like, right there on the side of my leg, though. And it's like, it's an inward pain. It's like somewhere inward because like the only way for me to really feel where like, you know, the point, like, you know, the point where wherever the pain is that I have to flex my knee and feel around in this, I'm thinking maybe some type of ligament. I don't know. Um, but ever since I sprained my ankle, ever since I sprained my ankle pretty bad and shit like that, this part right here has been like, it's been weird. It's been fucking weird because that was a bad, that was a bad sprain I had pretty bad but I, I honestly now that i'm thinking about it, i just believe i do believe i may have injured myself because i had about three my most three strenuous game strenuous games of basketball we got pretty competitive and mind over matter man my mm. mind beat my body up you know it, it was telling me to do shit i shouldn't be doing i could do it but it's shit i should like taking that that long step for the ball taking that uh, extra leap for the block, that type of shit. And I was coming back, and it ain't always about going up, it's about coming down. And we playing on concrete. I wasn't playing with my best shoes on, hmm. so I was probably putting a little extra shock in my knee. And I feel like if I sat down for three weeks, which they gonna have to sit me down. I hate it's to say crazy. it like that. It's crazy like how I also realized, man, when it comes to shoes and playing basketball, it is very important to know what type of shoe that you're actually wearing. I only hoop in one shoe now. Yeah. And like I wouldn't hoop, I like real real talk. I wouldn't hoop in Jordans. I don't. But honestly, I wouldn't that's hoop what in I was, because, and that's yeah, what I was hooping in. Like, I wouldn't hoop in Jordans because Jordans is like a. It's like almost like a, a, a formal type of sneaker wear. You feel that's me? That's what I was. It's not people. meant to be really worn and worn out like that. It's not meant for combat like that. Yeah, but the reason I wore the Jordans for two reasons. For one, <laughs> my other shoes that the ones I should have been worn. Mm-hmm cost too much and they were brand new at the time so i was on some stupid shit like the shoe nigga the shoe mm -hmm. and then two the jordans <laughs> are the only shoe that got the ankle support right for me you know all my all other right. shoes are cut low because i like low top all shoes. right so when it comes to like you know hooping out there 
uh, name the like like point out the, the the good attributes of a good tennis shoe. Like you just say, ankle support. There should be like something for shock support, of course. Comfort, flexibility, mm-hmm. light weight. Don't have no heavy ass shoe. Okay. Like, cause the comfort, and I'm just, I can just explain to you about my two best shoes. I got one running shoe, and I got a basketball shoe. My basketball shoe uh, is the ones with the bubbles all under the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Cushion jumping. Like I literally feel like I'm literally don't never feel my drops when I come down on clouds. And so that's that's that. On clouds. They're much. flexible. That's like my. They're lightweight, like, yeah. but they have zero ankle support, which I have to get better at getting ankle support. Now it's just. The type of hooper I always was, like Kobe Bryant. People who don't may not know this, Kobe Bryant never really wore high top shoes. He always he was the first like person to come out with the low cut basketball shoe because he was letting niggas know like nigga I don't need my ankles wrapped. Like I can take care of them shits after the game. My niggas worried about twisting their ankles and shit. He hooped his whole life and not twisting. So his it's ankles. better like so normally so it seems like on the norm you're gonna get a good shoe that's gonna have like not good ankle support. You might as well wrap your ankles up. And Kobe was like, well, shit, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, because he liked the flexibility of his ankles because how he moved. His, his Kobe's, Brian's game was footwork. His main thing was footwork. People who really, really, really know basketball would say that. People who just watch basketball would say, of course, his shot a bit of his shot or his whatever heart, whatever it is. It was his footwork. His footwork is what got him past people for the dunk, what got him open for that little fadeaway, just gave him a little bit of space for the fadeaway. Everything was on footwork, so his thing was about like flexibility down there with his feet and ankle area. So he just wanted to be able to, I guess, work the niggas with them legs. You see, towards Achilles, towards the end of his career, that's down there with the ankles and shit. At oh yeah, that so, yeah, it is. At the same time, like Kobe, I hoop like that. Like I like low top shoes. I always hooped in low top shoes, so I have no problem hooping in a low top shoe without wrapping my ankles. It's just I never been at the position to where I'm at now, where my body isn't up to par it isn't you know i'm feeling like it should be feeling so i might be wrapping my ankles soon but right now i just wrap both of my knees up pretty damn good like i got knee things you just pull all the way up and put on those plus i got socks that i don't wear that i cut through and i pull them up over for extra like bring it over then they make it extra tight around my knee okay so pretty much you need like good compression when you're doing like you know high act um when you're doing like you know uh, athletic activity like yes that, of course. and I, every time i hope <clears throat> i wear compression socks i think they come I all think, the way pa- up past my knee i think that's what i'm gonna really have to concentrate on when i get back into the gym and stuff because i actually want to like um get into like boxing training and whatnot mm-hmm. just because i like the training mechanism of boxing i just love the training of it it's like it's perfect for me it seems like but um and wish a nigga had a punching bag, but you know it's whatever. But I ain't tripping on that. So it seems like almost as we get older, we need more support for our for our joints. You have to take better care of your body the older you get. It's like mm-hmm. a car, or anything else. You know what I'm saying? The older the car is, the more care you can carefully you have, have to be have, with you it. You gotta know? give it, yeah. Especially if the car been in an accident or if it had a problem already, then you gotta take extra care of the car. Oh, you know? don't remind me of my car. Oh lord, I'm just saying like as a car. part. I'm trying to compare it to a human, like a yeah, that somebody may like, have uh, yeah, and I'm like, uh. been sick or they may have had surgery or they may have done some some things that may injury anything that may make them have to be just extra careful with their body, like. And I've been a guy who've always been able to just, I always tell people I'm a cat when it comes to reflexes and being able to hold my balance and, you know, climbing shit. Cause Damn, that's so much fucking noise in the face. That's cool, man. We in the city, man. We ain't, my back, 
peoples. We don't live in a country in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, man. But we can go like, outside right in the backyard and record. Airport. And not even hear a fucking car go by. We're going to hear cars. We're going to hear airports. We're going to I mean, airplanes. We people. might hear people. You know, all that shit. It's just, you're going to yeah, hear I gotta noise work, I got to work, work on the acoustics. That's I really cool. Got, I really got so work But y'all know acoustics. it's authentic. Because when we go to New York City, we might open a window on y'all motherfucking ass. So be prepared for the... Uh, uh, hey. See yeah, how, and one thing I can tell you for sure is that we talking about some real shit. Them motherfuckers can't even hear the shit in the background. So at the end Hell of the yeah, that's cool. That's cool though, man. Cause that made me conscious of it. I was like, God damn, dog, a plane just fucking. Flew but you was over. talking about boxing. Just go ahead and yeah. uh, speak on this Canelo. Okay, dog, yeah, man. yeah. Okay, I got so some yeah, stuff okay, to you say. know, it was no, the Cinco really. de Mayo. It was the Cinco de Mayo weekend. On my homeboy called Ocho de Mayo, whatever. But like you know, Canelo Everest always has a fight around you know Cinco de Mayo. I always. So you know, I'm thankful for this. I missed like you know maybe two, three fight nights already in a row. I couldn't miss another one, and I'm like, this is Alvarez. Okay, let me just check it out. So you know, so we watched it on Donzone. Donzone. That's how you say it. Donzone. Never heard of it. D A Z N. It's the app. Oh, it's called Donzone. Yeah, yeah, Donzone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go Donzone, Donzone, whatever. You from New Orleans though? Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, I am from New Orleans. Yeah. Sorry, I take that back. So, anyways, um, so I'm watching. You know, so we watching this and whatnot, and you know, he has to fight Billy Joe Saunders. I feel like a fool because this let me know, okay, I'm getting kind of rusty now on my knowledge a little bit because Billy Joe Saunders comes up in there in 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 the match. 30 old. Didn't know that. But you know, but Canelo Everett's like 55 and 1 with a one draw, I think. 55 1 1 draw with his record. So you know he's the he's the veteran. And everyone's thinking this is gonna be a cakewalk for Canelo Everett. We talked about this earlier, and this is why I say we have to give I have to give respect. Anybody who is a boxing fanatic has to give respect on Billy Joe Saunders, you know what I'm saying? He's from England and whatnot, you know. So <clears throat> When I kept hearing people referring to him as a gypsy, I was like, oh, he's, oh, he's a gypsy. Fuck. Gypsies pretty much are known for fighting in, like, England. You know what I'm saying? Like, like in, like, you know, England. Like, they're known for fighting. That's their, that's their shit. So, and you know who the gypsy king, the gypsy king is. That's Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. So, Billy Joe Sound is going into this match with Canelo. And, obviously, you know exactly what's going to happen. He can't fight Canelo on like he can't fight Canelo toe to toe because Canelo is a power hitter. Everything Canelo gonna throw at you is gonna be a power hit if it ain't a jab or a fucking straight. He's gonna hit you with power straight up. So Billy Joe loses the first round, but he starts figuring it out. So he's got a game plan and shit. So pretty much the whole match, Billy Joe is just attacking him, South Paul, jabbing him all the way, just jabbing, jabbing him, getting hits when he can. And whenever Canelo hit him, though, it hurt. I was like, "Yeah, man, you gotta be very cautious. You gotta be very careful with Canelo Alvarez. You can't just you gotta respect Canelo. Canelo wasn't respecting Billy Joe on his hits, but Billy Joe was winning by the rounds. You feel me? And he was actually like working with Canelo and whatnot. And let's just say all the way up to round seven, man. I think it was round seven, round eight, man. Canelo been aiming for this uppercut all fucking night and finally caught it on many times where he did hit him he did connect but this was the major one broke those eye like i think broke his cheek i ain't even checked it out but broke his cheek and shit like that because the eye just officially closed up like he went back to the ring eye closed up his trainer stopped the fight and i was like damn man so canelo pretty much had a unification fight this was a unification belt you know for title fight for canelo 
uh, I think was this super middleweight. I think it was super welter or super middleweight or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was super middleweight. So Canelo got that title, and he's going for the next one. And I really do feel that Billy Joe Saunders should get a re- rematch for this one. Like the dude showed me something. I was like, I had I'm sitting there and I'm like sitting well with all my friends who are Mexicans. Like, and you know, something like one and one, um, and one, uh, Honduran, and you know, they really going for Canelo, but now they're looking sad because Canelo look like he's losing this shit. I'm like, he is round for round, and he just come back with that. All right, I got a few things to say, then I have a question to maybe if I remember the question, I got a question to end it with. For one, oh, I think I do have the question to, uh, I do remember the question to end it with, but for one, 30 and all of boxing. To me, isn't as impressive. That's pretty impressive for the it, super middleweight, and then you're the champ. It isn't as impressive only if I know who you fought. Yeah, like if people start saying he fought this dude, that dude, and this dude, because there's a possibility you can literally have 30 cakewalks in any division in boxing. Well, I could, like, you know, what? because I'm, and I'm not saying he did, but I didn't say like him, like specifically, because there I don't know his story, so obviously I can't say he hadn't fought nobody. He fucking around and fought everybody and went 30 and 0. So I'm just saying like. Just on the base of 30 and 0, somebody saying a record in boxing, like, I mean, it don't mean everything to me because, like I say, even out of Canelo, I bet you if you go down his record and how many fights Canelo may have oh, had, yeah, Canelo he fought some people, people. And I can, I know that's, I, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that. That's why I say stars. I know he had, I'm not saying, I'm not gonna say that. I was gonna literally say the same thing. I was gonna say, I bet he had beat like everybody there is to beat pretty much. And, you know, they say there's a, I forgot the guy's name. I guess he was in UFC, who he beat all the good people, and he went around and beat them again. So that's what made him kind of like the GOAT in a lot of people's eyes because he doubled back on them. And they say that that's what one of the guys in there doing now. But I said that to say Canelo could have, and I know it's not the numbers, just let me run with this so I can prove this point. Is Let's say Canelo had, I know he got one loss, right? Let's say Canelo is 38 and one and whatever the record is on the draw, right? One, yeah, yeah draw. Yeah, I'm saying, uh, with GGG, triple, triple G. G. But I'm saying like, I don't know if the win is 38. That's what I'm saying, I'm just throwing numbers out there. But let's say that. And let's say he bought, he done beat everybody there is to beat in the division, right? But there could possibly be only six motherfuckers in the division that's really like that nigga. You know what I'm saying? This we could look at it and say, he beat him, he beat him. So that means he may have had possibly 32 cakewalks. You know what I'm saying? I'm just using that as an example because I don't know his exact numbers, which I could look it up, but I'm just trying to prove a point. I'm not trying to make that exact point about Canelo Alvarez. I'm just saying, like, that, that's what makes me look at a record different in boxing. It's not like football where they just tell you, nigga, this who you playing. Yeah, you- well, 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 I'm not going to base on, like, we sh- I should have paid more attention to this guy based off his record. It was based on the night of that fight. But that was just one I was point saying- I wanted to get on. About why? I have it why because, because of all the people that Canelo Everest has fought, to to me, besides Triple G, that had to be one of his toughest matches. That had to be one of his toughest fights right there. But then again, he lucked up like how he did with Amir Khan. He did. He lucked up with that shit. He knocked the fuck out of Amir Khan in round six as Amir Khan was winning the fight. <laughs> yeah, but it looked like oh boy needs to do more shoulder rolls, more to, uh, more. Lower arms, more biceps. Uh, my boy, Jake, whatever the guy is who fought Canelo, because it seemed like he was tagging him, but he just hit a little too soft. Like Canelo just hit too hard for him, and that yeah, type and of Canelo fight. Yeah, Canelo hit hard. So that makes me want to say he hit hard. that in a sense of, uh, for one, 
or rematches or it's cool but boxing is about the money is it gonna sell do a lot of people feel like he deserve a rematch for one and i don't know that because i this fight i did not pay attention to oh yeah he but deserved. for two another thing is I feel like this about boxing when you fighting a great anything in sports i always compare put a lot of things into a bunch when it's sports and competitive things right when you're talking especially individual sports or you're talking about just one great player is if you gave me your best and i beat you and i'm a great what makes you don't what makes you think that you can get better and i can't so if i get better what gives you a chance to really beat me I can look at the little things that happen and you can look at the little things that happen and I won the fight. So I feel like that about a rematch with him is the same thing with the Triple G fight. The first fight was a draw, which a lot of people say he won, he won either way. You know what I'm saying? But the second fight, he fought totally different. He got a lot better and fought more to the style of the fight he needed to do to beat Triple G. So that, that kind of like plays into what I'm saying. Like he ain't going to do no like what's the name can make adjustments of course and not get his eye broke or do certain things to make him a better fighter for a fight against Canelo but that go both ways and if Canelo beat him when he was already at his best he gave you a lot more than he you thought he could ever give a lot of people thought he could ever give and he still got his shit broke he ain't lose close to what people it was it wasn't questionable the triple g is the thing I looked at after the first fight and was like rematch of course because of the draw nah, I, don't wanna, of, I don't want to see another one I don't i'm not see saying one. that after the second one i'm saying after the first one was the reason yeah, that was the first one, one i was like just to fight alone even before they announced the winner either one could have won but just that fight alone let you think okay this will be a bad motherfucker round two type shit like that one right the surround two of that one i just feel like canelo could make the right adjustments to just get him up out of there man he just he just <laughs> won with power hits the draw, the, the 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 how the judges was 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 judging that night was strictly power hits. So I was like, I it's whatever. I don't want to see this no more. I don't well, want to see it no more. It's dra it's drained out. I don't want. That's see another it no thing more. about boxing too is there are a set set of rules, but there are like it's like a law with a judge. The judges are literally set there to interpret the rules how they interpret them. They kind of say no, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Then it's it could always be curved toward. The person they want to win or the person that should win because everybody wants the sport of boxing to thrive the referees the fighters the promoters so everybody has a interest in another good fight another big money fight like floyd mayweather is the king cash king when it comes to boxing and he did it fight he made a lot of money he made a like a lot of money fighting oh with this bullshit right here with the fucking who is jay paul like the jake that logan? shit like logan paul which i'm not even talking logan about that, paul, that yeah, i'm talking about an official that boxing that yeah in his real career he now he fought a lot yeah. of people but he also fought a lot of nobodies for a lot of money and then he'll yeah. tell you at the end of his career of why he's the goat and he'll tell you it ain't got nothing to do with boxing it got something to do with everything he say the fact that i was smart he said, I, I got my senses still. And everything he's saying is basically not him saying I was not getting hit because I was good enough. It's the fact that I know how to choose my fights and make the most money at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And leave with a everybody just wanted, no record. Everybody just wanted to see him lose. Yeah, and he he knew how to feed off that hate. For sure. And you, you know what I'm saying? We done seen a lot of people coming behind him and mimic, try to mimic exactly what he do. But one thing I can tell you is hate is a strong thing everybody not built for it like people can try to embrace it on fight night but after the fight they turn to look house cats again then people start realizing like 
Floyd go savage through everything. This nigga was in prison for beating a bitch up. And he was still like, nigga, I don't give a fuck. Like, nigga, shut your ass. Like, get niggas out of his business on some. He never lost that edge to what people believed that that's who he was. Sort of like a rapper. If he can, if he slap a nigga and he talk about slap, rapping about slapping a nigga or Gucci man who rap about killing people then kill a nigga, then rap about killing the nigga he killed, niggas like forever respected. You know what I'm saying? So people always honor you when you can. When they know you're a man of your word, and sometimes it could be the weirdest things or the most egregious things that can make you a man of your word, but people honor, people love that shit, man. <laughs> For some reason, like, I say I'ma shoot that it's nigga like, in the face and I shoot him in his face, I'm the realest nigga ever, dog. They love that shit. They love that shit, man, for some reason, but that's why you, it's always good to keep your word, but never let your word keep you from being who you should be. In the yeah. sense of, you said some shit you shouldn't have said, you done went off the motherfucking bat and talked that shit. Like, always be man enough to apologize if apology is necessary or if it could fix the, the problem. Never look at it. I don't know. I just say never look at it. I just, I ain't gonna say never nothing because I'm not a fucking therapist. I could just say what I don't do. I don't let little shit get in the way of my life because life is the big picture, right? Freedom is the biggest picture. Big, life, freedom is the big picture. Life is the biggest picture. And those two things are always a factor when I'm into an altercation or a confrontation. So I just try to leave those two things separate. Like you can have this altercation because I want my freedom in my life. Because either way it go, that's how I'm, I'm, I'm. That's how I think about things. I don't think about a fist fight. We walk off and just live our lives. I think about as far as it can go because I've seen how far it can go. So mm. I'm sorry about that, but. Can we talk about some basketball on the lighter note, G? All right, man. I, let's I, go for me, it. That made NBA. me sad. NBA. No, How that made you sad? That was actually some that was some knowledge and some wisdom that we be spitting over the fucking airways. Nah, no, I don't get sad about shit like that, but I was just talking shit. Yeah, man. But anyways, like um, the next upcoming match that I'm looking forward to is going to be, um, what's the kid's name? Devin Haney? Yeah, I want to actually like check him out a little bit more and whatnot. So, um, yeah, that's about it with that. I want to get more into some MMA, so I got to start really looking more into that shit. All right, let me give a little soliloquy real quick, if that's the word for what I'm about to do. A soliloquy? It's not a soliloquy, really, because it's something that's... Isn't that like a song? Nah, soliloquy is probably like an uneducated rant or some shit like that. It's like you just ranting about a lot of... You probably be talking about something, but you might not be exactly talking about facts. It's like a lot of opinions about... In my opinion, I think that's what it is. So based on how people use like the a word. freestyle, yeah, you just freestyle. <laughs> but this won't be a freestyle. I want to give people a rundown, a summary of NBA season real quick to how we got to this point. We're about to talk about this playoff race until then the playoffs. What we want to see and what we should expect from people. All right, my man, do your thing, bro. Basically, this season, everybody know Brooklyn is the big three down there. You got James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant together. But those three have only been the big three for seven games. And I don't know the record. I think it's like five and two or some shit. They play good together. KD and Kyrie have been playing a lot of ball together lately. KD being Kevin Durant, those people who just live on the back of the bus. And... <laughs> They've been playing some good ball together, but they lost about six out of the last seven games. No, they went on a four-game losing streak. So they lost four out of their last five for sure. How many more games are, like, pretty much left in the season? Like four or five left. All right, so. But they're number two in the East. They they probably fin end up finishing number two in the East because they look three. Yeah, they finishing number two or three in the East, Lord, because they're, num they're three games behind number one, which is Philadelphia, who might have the MVP this year, and Joel Embiid. Or it's going to be Jokic out of uh, Big Man winning the MVP this year. That's going to be a story I'd say something about in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But Brooklyn, obviously, they hadn't played together a lot. They are second in the East, could be third. Okay, they'll be cool. Top three in the East, and they only played seven games all together. James Harden will be back for the playoffs. He will. 
he kind of confirmed a lot of things to me. So I check a lot of things out in the sense of what people say. You know, you got to read into what people saying. And I was first thinking like James Hart must be really hurt and can't play. But he said some shit to let me know that he just resting it up a little bit more because he's like, yeah, I'll be back before the playoffs. He said, because one thing a lot of the teams in the East don't have is talent. So he just feel Ooh. like they can hop on the court and just beat almost any of these niggas almost. Ooh. At least the bottom half, the niggas they'll play in the first round. Ooh. That shit was funny. That yeah. nigga got over. He be you better back that up. He been, they've been disrespected. They've been very, very disrespectful. <laughs> but I think that's cool for James, that's James Harden's role. Because KD is the I don't care nigga. Yeah. He the nigga that uh speak out for himself. Like, he, ah, oh, fuck you, nigga. I don't give a fuck. Don't say that shit, nigga. Kyrie Irving is this nigga nigga. He like the Indian nigga now. He Native American. He burn the sage he kind of peaceful he don't talk to me at all james harden is never gave a shit he always been a shoulder shrug ass nigga but he never had to really talk shit but he never cared so now that they talking they talking shit about all three of them niggas and Kyrie don't talk and kevin durant really like don't like the media enough to give him anything james harden is the like sarcastic ass nigga so that's what he do he give him a whole bunch of just bullshit they had a uh uh, uh, New York, New York, uh, whatever this shit, the shit, the New Yorker new, newspaper. Oh, that shit go weird. The they New Yorker the new newspaper. Yorker. Yeah. They had a cover with the uh, Knicks Big Three on it. They say the Big Three. This nigga cropped them out and put Kyrie and him and J uh, fucking KD up there and posted that shit on his Instagram talking about the real Big Three. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all niggas, y'all niggas over there whack. But I said all that to say. He's on his Instagram. I guess yeah. I got to follow him on Instagram and whatnot. But Philadelphia is number one in the East. They've been playing pretty good this year. Joel Embiid is the MVP, top two MVP candidate this year for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even know where the fuck Ben Simmons been. He could fucking be injured or never even miss the game. I don't even know the difference because I never hear his name. Like, I never hear them talk about Ben Simmons, but they got Doc Rivers over there, so I'm expecting special things out of this year in the playoffs. Milwaukee is number three, and they just beat Brooklyn twice in back-to-back -back games. So they got something over there, and they got a different system they running. They got Drew Holiday over there from the Pelicans last year, who was with the Pelicans last year. Yeah. He's a difference maker. He's very much different than the guy they had over there. I forgot the little guy's name. He went somewhere else, though. And he couldn't shoot that well. He made a lot of bad decisions with the ball. Drew Holiday played good defense, made great decisions, and can hit his shots. Yeah, yeah. So I seen I seen Drew Holiday play live from New Orleans. No, no, but, no. I seen him when 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 they came and played the Rockets. Oh no, I thought you was gonna say you knew who he was. I was no, gonna say no. you from New Orleans. You know he played for the Pelicans for a while. Yeah, I know. I know he played for the Pelicans. But, uh, yeah. I feel like he gonna do good over there in the playoffs for them. You know, he's gonna give Giannis and. Uh, Little help, cause that's what Giannis always needed was somebody to get the get the ball out of his hands in the playoffs. The New York Knicks are number four. Of course, if a New York team doing anything good, they're gonna be like the most overblown story in the NBA. Hey, they yeah. talking about Stephen the A. Smith going crazy. Man, I, I rarely see Stephen A. Smith like on his on, on his Instagram, but you know he's just going crazy now. With but the Knicks going. rightfully so, he have yeah. to. He's from New York. Yeah, I know. And if. Anybody got to stand up and put on for the New York Knicks in their time of good because he be on their ass yeah, when they doing bad. Ass. So he have to kind of give them their flowers while they pretty while much doing, doing well. Good or not. Yeah. So I, I respect that. means they going to be in the playoffs. Boston is number <clears throat> seven. Oh, my bad. You got Atlanta at number four, five, nothing. Miami at number six. Could be something. Jimmy Butler been out about 20-something games this year. So Who else do they have besides Jimmy Butler? They got Bam Adebayo, who's probably more important than Jimmy Butler. Uh -huh. Tyler Hero, who can hit shots. Okay. Duncan Robinson, who can hit shots. Oh, Hero's still over there? Okay. Yeah, Duncan Robinson, who can hit shots. They got uh -huh. uh, Gordon Dragic, who's a pretty smart point guard. He ain't the most athletic and skilled guy, 
he can hit open shots and he can make really good decisions with the ball. Got Any good, got good basketball IQ. Yeah, so they got a, they got a pretty solid team, especially in the East where they could compete and at least get to pass the first round if they happen to play. No, they would not get past the first round because they would play either Milwaukee or Brooklyn, and I don't see them beating either of those. Mm. So they're probably – it's going to be Milwaukee, Brooklyn. I don't think it'll be a sweep. Five games. Five games because what they do best, they got – like their best man over there is Bam Adebayo. He's the big man. You got Giannis over there. He's the guy on the other side. Bam like, Adebayo? Bam Adebayo. A-D-B-E-Y-A-O or some shit. He's some shit like that. But they got something to offset what he do. So they would probably need Jimmy Butler to do some crazy shit, which I don't expect. Or fucking Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson would just turn it to Stephen Clay for the series. And I don't think they can do <laughs> just that. For, just for eight games. Just for the series. Just for eight. You can't win a game and be up advanced. You got to win four games. Yeah. So you have to be like that for the series. So it's going to be between... In my opinion, Brooklyn can win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia or Milwaukee won because they have the pieces to beat Brooklyn. Brooklyn have zero defense. I've been watching them play basketball, and it get toward the end of the game, and they down five, and they need a stop so they can go down there and score. They cannot get that stop they need. Like, they cannot get that stop, and that's going to boil down to a lot of close games in the playoffs yeah, that playoffs, they lose. Yeah. They can make free throws. They can hit shots, but you have to be able to get those stops because you're going to miss a shot. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like they're going to have a hard time doing that. So I'm scared for Brooklyn. I think I'm more so rooting for Brooklyn. But if I was betting money, I would probably put it on Philadelphia to come out the East. And not because they're number one. It's because they have the they have everything you need that I like in a team. They got a big man that can move anywhere on the court. They got – what's that nigga name? The light-skinned nigga. It's a light – I don't know. They got Ben Simmons. He's not the light-skinned nigga. It's the other light-skinned nigga I was talking about. But they got Ben Simmons, who's the smart point guard, who can take it to the rack, who they can have at point four. They got, I forgot, I don't even remember the guys because you don't fucking see them play. They each team, you know, they in yeah, Philadelphia. No, but I they know. got a, a point guard and they got a forward, like a small forward that I, the small forward can score. He can really score. It's the guy that they kept over Jimmy Butler, for those who know a little bit about basketball. Mm-hmm. And he can really score. And the point guard is, he can hit his trades, he can control, he can dribble the ball and, you know, not get the ball. So he don't need, really need him to make decisions. You just need him to run the ball down the court so Ben Simmons can hang out somewhere in the point. Foul power forward position because he can't shoot. You need the defense to want to step up instead of step down because you got your other <laughs> yeah. down there. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> That that way, and then what's the name? Got Drew Holiday. They got what I always think the two most important things you need to make it, especially in this era of basketball. You need a fucking. They got Dwight Howard down there. They got Dwight Howard down there. Danny Green's down there too. Danny Green for the Trey Ball. And George Hill. Fuck that nigga. What's the other nigga? Well, hold up, man. I'm about to look at the whole. Cause squad. they weren't even them niggas. Like Dwight Howard is a he good formidable formidable piece for them because he give them he give Joel Embiid a chance to stay out the paint. He can mm-hmm. rebound. He can block shots. On defense, Joel ain't gotta stay down there and bang. Which Joel is bigger than this but nigga. But Danny Green's on there. He can hit his shots, but Danny Green like 38 years old, who I seen miss a lot of fucking good shots in the playoffs. He was I was I was watching the Spurs when he was with him. He made a lot of good big shots for everybody, but he missed a lot. He had a lot of like horrible playoff games. So <laughs> I don't depend on that shit. Just fuck that shit. Ben Simmons, it's a light skin nigga. I always wear a headband. Hold up, what? Uh, Seth Curry? No. Seth Curry over there for sure. 
Another light skinned nigga. They what might lose. There's too many light skinned niggas. I want to. Is there too many light skinned niggas on Facts. Like, I really do believe that shit. Because all they going to do is get beat up in the playoffs. Giannis, that might beat them niggas. Niggas get beat up. You seen what happened to Steph? They roster out, man. They have to go get that dark nigga, KD. And they got Draymond to keep niggas off of him. But shit, you see what LeBron them be doing every time you play Steph them? They just buy, just beat them up every time. He don't personally right, so he tell the team to put that body on him. When he come off them picks, put that body on him. Make him work. Because when he start touching him, they don't be all that cool. Tobias Harris. Are you talking about Tobias, Tobias Harris? Tobias Harris. He can hit shots. He okay. He's a guy that on a night can give you 25, 30 points. Nice. He can, on he can, average? He can average 20 in a playoff series. He can. And he can give you 25 or 30 on one night, 6 or 8 from three-point line. You know what I'm saying? Hit big shots for you down there. He can control the ball a little bit. You know, he can get, you know, all that shit. He can do a little things for you to take pressure off. You're not looking for him to kind of, you know, control things for you. You're just looking for somebody that can take the pressure Man, off. He made me want to watch some basketball today. I know we're okay, playing now, some mas- basketball for Mother's Day. Okay, then they got the play-in tournament, which is bullshit. We're going to talk about that shit another day because that shit's some straight bullshit. They're going to actually do the play-in tournament? It's going to be a play-in little thing. I will talk about that, but that shit ain't got nothing to do with nothing in the East because the niggas in the play-ins be like, niggas in the AFC be already low as hell. So he already, nigga, the AFC below 500. So you know the ninth and 10th seed below 500. Nigga, the 10th seed, five games below 500. And he playing in the play-in game. That's ridiculous. That's why I don't really want to. So describe to us what the hell that is. Well, the play-in game is this. If you're in a 6th seed, 7th, or 8th, or ninth, then you have to play in what they call a play-in tournament. And the 7th seed to play the 10th seed, the 8th seed to play the ninth seed. Oh, so y'all add, they add more players in there. Yeah, but you're just playing a game in a sense of, but if the... If you win, you're in. Yeah, if the you win, game. no, but if the 7th seed win, they in. But it's almost like a tournament. I, can't, I have to look it up a little more because if the 7th seed win and the 8th seed win... I don't know. It's some weird shit to where you gotta win two games, but they can only they can. What's the name? Gotta lose once. The uh, eighth, the ninth, and tenth seed lose once. They out. The ninth, the eighth, and seventh seed get to lose twice, which they only gotta win once against each team or some shit. It's some weird shit. That's why I don't want to really talk about it because I don't totally understand it, but I know it's there. Eight, ninth and t- eight, seven, eight, nine, and ten gonna play in that shit. But in the Western Conference, you got the Utah Jazz, who have been playing a little bit above their heads this year. They're number one in the West, and nobody really expected them to do shit, including me. They have some good pieces. They have all the shit you would think you you think you would think they need, but they have the thing that they missing the one thing that I always depend on with great teams is that one dependable nigga that you know gonna bring it every night. Now you might lose some games because somebody else not helped them or some shit. But just that one guy that every single night, you know, he's going to give you 25 points. He's going to shoot decent from the field. He can miss his, He can do a lot of sh- different things for you. And they so don't they have, don't got that one guy. Nah, and they depending on Donovan Mitchell to be that guy. But I've seen Donovan Mitchell shoot 6 for 28 in playoff games and just be that nigga like that multiple times. Now, when they played against Denver last year, he went back and, back, back and forth with Jamal Murray. They lost the series in seven games. But... He had a good series. He found himself in a series, and they lost. His last playoff series he did is he had his best playoff series, which I don't equate a lot to the bubble because you playing in a fucking gym with no fans, nigga. I've watched a lot of fucking NBA players playing open gyms, nigga, and they get they play different. 
And I feel like they just had more of an open gym atmosphere where niggas got loose. I don't think niggas gonna be that loose with niggas in their ear or niggas on your ass when you missing shots and shit like that. It's a different ball game. Yeah. And I feel like that's what makes a lot of players crumble in the playoffs is the pressure of that. Having to be on that bus ride, that plane ride, thinking about that L you might take. If, if you take this last L, it's, it's over with. You know, all the, nigga, we worked all season to be here. We lose again. We out of there. We better win this first game because we need to get up in the series. It's a lot of stress and stuff. Yeah, come now you putting too much pressure on yourself. Yeah, but that L will come. When you in a hotel room and nothing, that you restricted from everything. All you got to do is not get on Instagram. You a goddamn, you a damn near forget you a basketball player, nigga. Yeah, for I, real. But they number one in the West. I don't expect them to do shit. Phoenix is number two in the West. And they've been mm. playing good. They went eight and zero in the bubble. They've been last so year. irrelevant for like years, and then just poop. Yeah, they went eight and zero in the bubble, and in the offseason they went and got Chris Paul, who yeah. they pretty much that gives me that that's that player I'm talking about. That's something you can depend on. Now you can't depend on them for that twenty five a night, but you can depend no. on Chris Paul to run a smart offense every night. Yeah, it's gonna be a, 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 a efficient. They got all the people they need them out. They got Devin Booker who can shoot it from anywhere, could score fifty points in the game. But that ain't his job. Shouldn't be having to bring the ball down the court, cross a nigga over, and score 50 points. Everybody not Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? That shit hard. So <laughs> he needed somebody to bring the ball down the court, set him up. You no, know, get him to his spots. Kind of give him the more of a knowledge of the game. Because Chris Paul is one of the smartest people to ever play the game yes, of basketball in the NBA. Yes, he is. And he putting him. He got DeAndre Ayton, who's a young bull, who mm-hmm. was raw. He had a lot of talent, but was just he could jump high. He could dunk. He could box niggas out. He just didn't know what to do, why I'm doing it, where to do it. Hey, you know what I'm saying? What we need you for at this particular moment. And you skills, get a general. Like he had skills. And you get a general yeah. like Chris Paul, who gonna tell you exactly what he expect of you. He might not tell you. He might yell at you and yell it to you like, God damn, I told you. Why the <laughs> fuck are you? But that's how he get down. And that was the perfect spot for Chris Paul because his thing has been Russell Willis, Russell Westbrook ain't gonna let nobody gonna ain't nobody gonna let you yell at him like that. Yeah. Like James Harden ain't gonna let you yell at him like that. Wherever the fuck he was at, they was grown ass men. You over here with young guys who wanna learn from you, who looked up watching you play basketball and so they'll take it a little more like a coach yelling at them than nigga, why my team ain't talking that shit. Nigga, we get we on the same team, like we both players. You ain't no owner. They look at him like an OG, so it's the perfect spot for him. He'll be there again next year because they owe him $44 million. And the only how they cannot pay on that is if he tell them I'm not going to play next year over here. And why the fuck would he do that? Because if he don't sign for that $44 million, you can't, you cannot tell me somebody else is going to give him $44 million. Plus, he's the president of the Players Union. That'll set a worse president. Like, nigga, I'm supposed to leave by total example. I can't pass up $44 million for the team or nothing. I got to let niggas know I'm for the players. Like, this is how we got to do shit. So he'll be there next year again. The which is of the players association he's the president the president of the, uh, yeah. of the players association yeah wow. he's been there for years though you get that's a vote like players that's how you know how respected he is that's a vote and Kyrie Irving is the vice president ain't that wow. some shit you know <laughs> the nigga that don't want to talk to the media which you shouldn't have to talk to the media but if I was a player and we had a president and a vice president I would like both of them to use their voices Nah, you don't have to. It, it, it kind of makes me think of guys like Marshawn Lynch. What about him? Like, he don't really talk to the media. But he don't join the fucking president. He don't try to be a part of a, a group of, lead a group of men in a group of things. Yeah, true. He that. don't say, let me, I, hey, vote for me. I got some things in mind that I'm going to get done for you. And then just decide, yeah, we're going to do this shit behind closed doors all the time. Which is cool. It might be getting done in a way. But I just see how Chris Paul do things. 
he show you an example of the way he do things, and he don't just sit up there and give you a speech every time he talk, but he give you game. He speak to the players in different codes. You know, they if you're an NBA player and you listen to Chris Paul press conference, you might get some shit out of it we don't get. Because mm -hmm. he telling them certain things and he talked to about referees, he talked to referees through, in certain ways. Like, trust me, Chris Paul, like, it's a voice, like, nigga, it's only two of y'all. It's a whole league of us. Like, we can't afford niggas not to talk. Like, you done went silent on niggas, real talk. And that's cool for us, I guess, the people like on the outside, but for them, I guess it, it wouldn't benefit them much. Nah, it's, that's, that's pretty fucking cool because I don't even know if the NFL has a has a, has an association like that. Yeah, they do. They have players, in, and I know that because uh, Dominique Foxworth, a guy that I watch on ESPN, I really listen to him more on the Bomani podcast. He be there every Friday for Foxworth Fridays. He used to be part of the president. Like they got like four people, four players. That's right. like, right. like they whatever the fuck you call them. They the top niggas in the uh, the, the players union. Cause you yeah, know NBA yeah. got way less players, so they got two people. But they got four players that speak for and speak to. I know Malcolm Jenkins. Remember he was talking all this shit about. Remember he got all that money out the NFL for the reform and shit after uh, Colin got out the league. Remember him and your boy got into it. The dude that used to play for the Panthers that got traded to the uh, Bills. Josh Norman. Yeah, Josh Norman. Oh, he got traded to Washington. They got traded to Washington. Really, really, he didn't get traded. He got, they he, didn't pay him. They didn't pay him because he but wanted him. to put a franchise Remember, he tag. got into it with Malcolm Jenkins behind yeah. that shit. Yeah. But Malcolm Jenkins is one of the four guys in the Players Association. That's how he, he that's why he speak, how you see how he speak for shit. Well, this is what we need done. He don't talk like he worked for the NFL, like he working on with these niggas. He talk like he on the player side, like a lawyer for these niggas. We need this done, la la la, this and that. Anytime they talk about sitting out, boycotting, that's who they call. When, uh, I, was, I was listening to Obama talk. I forgot who he was talking to. But he was saying, they heard, he was like, we heard that you got a late night phone call from the guys. Remember that time in the bubble when the niggas didn't play? They boycotted yeah. because the dude yeah. got killed. Yeah. Chris Paul and LeBron them called Obama that night. And they had Obama on three way four with Zoom, whatever the fuck they was on. And like what's what, what's our next move, boss? Like nigga, you we need we need leadership in this moment. Like, but that's the type of reach I'm talking about. Like, nigga, you gotta be able to speak out. You gotta create relationships. Yeah, you gotta that's all it is. resources. Yeah. And Obama's just he talked to him. He said the only thing I told them niggas is, bro, don't call me this late again, type shit. But but they called it like midnight, cause you know they was on the East Coast. He's like he live on in California type. He's like nigga, don't call or whatever it is. They was they was <laughs> on the East Coast. He, they was up top, but the, they called him late. Whatever it was, he probably yeah, was yeah. on the East Coast. But he just told them next time find a better time to call. But he gave them the guidance they needed. He just told them to play though. He's like, yeah. play, use your voice for what it's there for. Like, if you don't play, niggas ain't gonna see you, niggas ain't gonna hear you. Yeah. Get on the court and use your your, your, your presence and your, your and voice. besides, I like basketball. Too, and besides, bro. he did tell them that. And besides, nigga, like, ain't shit else to do, nigga. Like, and then ain't nothing else going on. So everybody, watch. niggas won't even watch basketball who might watch football and baseball. They gonna watch, they might just put it on here because we, we do. We do, because it's a sport. Yeah. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I'm starting to get a little bit into baseball too, man. I actually wanna go, actually to like a, I wanna go to like a, a Astros game like one day. Just one day, just, I don't know, it's a, it's a nice spring day. It's like, it's a nice springtime. Yeah, it's a nice springtime. But anyways, I like we, was, we was we was dwelling on Chris Paul, then we, then we ventured into the Players Association. Okay. So who is next up in the West? Number three is the Clippers. The Clippers have been playing pretty good basketball. They still been on some super Clippers shit. 
to where they are going a six game win streak and lose three straight. You like, nigga, I thought y'all had finally figured this shit out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Losing to niggas they shouldn't lose to, blowing leads. Same old Clippers ass shit that make you think, that make my cousin in LA who always tell me the Clippers ain't gonna win because the Clippers are cursed. He's like, nigga, I promise as a Lakers fan, we don't even worry about the Clippers. They was up 3-1 against Denver. This nigga called me and say, you know they gonna lose, right? I'm like, no fucking way. Like, nigga, these niggas up three fucking one. They lose the whole series. He, I called him back and said, no, I ain't call him after like, that. How, he, how that no, happened. he just eventually called me and was like, I told you. He's like, it's the Clippers, nigga. They never going to win shit. Like, nigga, they going to always lose. That's the Clippers, bro. They cursed. I promise you. Like, he didn't. They was up 3-1, and he <laughs> called me and said they finna lose. They up 3-1. They just won the game. He, yeah. You know they finna lose, right? <laughs> you got me crazy. And after every game, he called me. But after game seven, I didn't call him. I'm like, nigga, I don't want to talk Because the Dodgers has won two. He's going to win two. So he, yeah. I was like, nigga, LA, 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 nigga. The Lakers was winning. The Clippers was losing. Dodgers was winning. Astros was losing. I ain't want to talk, bro. Like, bro, I got shit to do. I'm sick, bro. I talk to you in five weeks, nigga. When the shit over with, don't nobody care no more. Real talk. Like, all you can do is mention this shit. You don't even, the, the steam gone, nigga. But, uh, <laughs> Clippers are up there, and I got a lot of faith in the Clippers. Paul George been playing like we want Paul George to play. Kawhi Leonard has not been playing like people expect Kawhi Leonard to not play. You know, he missed a lot of games, about 20-some games this year, just on some rest shit, little fake injuries probably and shit, which usually keeps him ready for the playoffs where he can play at a high intensity and back-to-back. Yeah, and a lot of people feel that, like, most players are actually taking it easy this season right now. They're taking it easy. And I think they're competing. That's another thing, too, is I feel like niggas are literally in competition of who can play the least amount of games this year. Like, <laughs> let me see what I can get away with, nigga. Anthony Davis missed six weeks, came back for what? Five, six games, then clap my mama fucking back hurt, nigga. This nigga LeBron missed four weeks, came back for two games, talking about nigga, my, my shit still hurt. I'll be back in a week and a half. KD, he did the shit all season. Come back. Then they can leave, leave in the first quarter. It's like leaving. they gonna go off. So I'm gonna go playoffs. out there and just shoot around a little bit, and I'm gonna sit back down for a little bit. Get in, you know what I'm saying? Get a little run around, get my lip sweat a little bit. And Everybody I'm thinking, down. oh, is he playing? Then that is nigga KD playing? was out oh, like another week and a half. James Harden got out for a hamstring like three months ago, and this nigga just been chilling on the sideline every game. Standing there, walking good, looking like he happy and shit. Just chilling. You know, he in Brooklyn. He's just getting the quiet. He probably got to buy his house and get his cars and shit out, shit down there. Go shopping for New York type of attire. It's a lot of shit he got to get done. So I understand. Like, and he lost all that weight. So he probably did fuck his little hamstring up because you can't try to fucking do that shit like that at 30 something years old. I'm going to get overweight so y'all niggas fire me. Then went right when they fire your ass, you're going to lose your 20 pounds in two days. So, nigga, that ain't good for the body, G. <laughs> Real talk, that ain't good for his body. So, he probably did hurt something, but I feel like they are just resting for the playoffs because of that statement he said about the East not having much talent. He know he don't need nothing but two regular season games in the first round and getting full basketball shape ready for round two, no matter who they play. So, he'll be good, man, in that sense. But round two, they playing <laughs> Philadelphia or Milwaukee. It's a crazy mentality how most players, mainly star players, you know, kind of shift when it's from season to playoffs. <coughs> but maybe because the season was um, started early, they didn't have enough time to rest from the previous season. You know what I'm saying? I mean, can everybody say that, though? Hmm. How many just being real? A lot of people say that. Only two teams. I don't know who said that. I think I'm either you said that or my homie said that. I'm, but I'm saying OCA. a lot of people say that. But you know, I'm a deep, I'm a deep diver, so I'm. Only, I just, I, I'm, it's not me saying what I'm saying. It's just me giving someone else something to think about, right? It's only two teams played in the finals. 
that's an extra two weeks of basketball. So yeah, another 28, at least 28 teams got extra two weeks off. It's only four teams that make it to the conference finals. So that's an extra month off for at least 26 other teams. Everybody didn't play. Kyrie been out all season last year. He true, could've, he true. was healthy for the bubble, but decided not to play to just basically get ready. I'm, my nigga come back next year, we gonna be ready type shit. Yeah. He should be ready. James Harden, y'all lost in the second round, my dog. Y'all got out a whole month earlier. Y'all got five months off in the middle of last season. True, true. Y'all don't even get five months off in the middle of no goddamn seasons. So it's like, a lot of that shit they be saying, that shit cool. Like, LeBron started the narrative, but LeBron the only niggas 37, 36 playing at MVP level. Yeah. So of course he need yeah. the time off. His team went to the finals. He was MVP of the finals. He played hard. He need that time off. He a king. He want to go vacation on the other side of the world with his family. He want that time off. So he shot a whole movie the whole last summer. He like, God damn, nigga, can I get a break? So this oh, is kind of like, yeah. if this happened to the 25-year-old LeBron, he'd be ready to go. It's just 36-year-old LeBron's like, dog. And I understand that, <laughs> but everybody just take it because LeBron said it and it makes so much sense. And yeah, because the Lakers and the Heat, it should, they should be the ones saying we only got a month and a half off. Everybody else got at least two months and the Rockets shit two and a half months off. Man, how you put it down like that, dog? I'm like, damn, boy, LeBron work hard. Hardest he working man hard. right now. Fuck. But he take a lot of time off too from basketball. <laughs> I'm not how saying he don't it, deserve how it. You I'm put saying. Out, how you put everything that he put in a basket right there, I was like, God damn, man. I think you kind of, you know what? You deserve it, dog. LeBron you always deserves his time it. off. For you kind of deserve it. He in his 17th year. He didn't even start taking time off till he got to L.A., which L.A. will do that to you. We didn't all got to that. Let's just say this. It's kind of like I'm going to put this on a 9 to 5 nigga level to where we got a big old bag in and we just wish we could take this whole week off of work. Like, man, this would be the perfect week to be off of work. Hell yeah. That's LeBron. He's just the king. We so, all do it. We guilty of it. So he basically. We are so guilty of it. You right. He ain't get the you bag. Right. He just got to a place where if you ain't living in Cleveland, like, that's like being, that's like taking a day off and it's, it's fucking snowing outside. It's like, bro, I'd rather be at work just getting money today. Rather not use my day for today, right? But you in L.A. Yeah. I'd rather just take six weeks off this time, boss. Yeah. I think my ankle's a little tweaked. The boss tell him, like, you know, you're going to sh- you're gonna have to tweak it in the game, right? I just did the Space Jam movie, my dog. I'm an actor, my man. Watch this work. Nigga in LA getting acting lessons, nigga. That nigga done fake two whole injuries, my dog. And neither one I have I agreed, neither one have I really believed, but they all funny because at the same time, I deserve, I know he deserve it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then I know how I know he at home chilling, he get to chill because when he did do that shit one time, his first year back in Cleveland, he took like three weeks off with a fake injury, but he didn't stay at home. He couldn't even fake the fact he just wasn't hurt. That nigga was on a private jet, and he took a picture on that bitch. He went to go see the, he went, he flew all the way to Dallas to see Ohio State beat whoever they beat in a national championship game when Ezekiel Elliott had his year that year. He was running back. Yeah. And he flew all the way out to Dallas on a PJ, was out there chilling with his homeboys, flew all the way back out, of course. That's when I just really, that's when I, it settled into me, like, what type of nigga LeBron was. He a real nigga, like, boss. 
I put in my work, and then he went back to work. Imagine this, it's like me going back to Sigma. I'm going back to the boss that shitted on me, nigga. I left because you was shitting on me, but I just had a good enough heart to come back. It ain't me, that ain't, I didn't leave because Sigma was shitting on me, but I'm saying that's why he left Cleveland. It's like I left this job already on some never coming back shit, you know what I'm saying? And just to come back, of course you gonna feel like, man, I'm gonna freestyle a little bit, you know what I'm saying? For one, these bitches know I leave. They better know I leave. When I go on this bitch and tell them I need some time out, and they say no, they know I'm taking it off anyway. They know I'm not really asking, I'm just asking out of respect. But if they disrespect me with a no, then I'm gonna have to do my thing type shit. <laughs> so, but kind of like LeBron, just take a lot of time off. He deserve it and- He really does. Hopefully, he, I think he'll come back the last three games of the season where they play the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, and the Rockets. The two, two of the worst teams in the league and the Pelicans not even making the 10th seed. So you only get like 15 seeds. So they somewhere down there with the worst teams. And they'll come back and win those last three games, probably still be at the seventh seed, win their two play-in games, and be right back to where they was by second round. First round, niggas still gonna be like, oh my God, only thing about it is, they should be cool they not the sixth seed. I think the seventh seed is the best for the Lakers. And I think LeBron is smart enough to know that. LeBron, I seen LeBron play with the standings before. He's a smart guy, he's smart on all levels. He don't want that six seed. Six seeds Lakers versus Clippers. All right. He don't want that in the first round. If he happened to run into them, he not gonna be like, man, we gonna, that's just who we want. If he could pick and choose, I so happen to see these niggas, we gonna do what we gotta do. Yeah. But he not picking them niggas. If he end up that seven AC first round, he gonna play Phoenix or fucking Utah. Perfect for LeBron, dog. That's perfect for the Lakers. You, they would rather be seventh or eighth seed at the end than six seed. Because six seed, put it like this: six seed, you gonna play Clippers. Fifth seed or fourth seed, then you either you gonna either play Denver or Dallas. Other than that, you get to play Utah or Phoenix, two teams who trying to get their playoff shit together. Yeah. They ain't really shows you they growing and becoming a better team. Yeah. Denver lost their point guard, so you might want to play against them. And then Anthony Davis just beats up on Jokic. So that might be their best matchup, but they're not going to make it to the five seed. So it's either six or down there. Six is the Clippers. Anything down there is Phoenix and Utah. They'll beat their ass, which Utah going to take them to about six. They're going to six games first round. Then second round, they're going to have to play against Clippers, Dallas, or Denver. All right. Then third round, they have to play against either Clippers, Dallas, or Denver. Like, they're going to have to play beat two out of those three teams, basically. But Dallas is going to be like number four. Dallas number and four? Denver is four and five. All right. So, matter of fact, Utah I'm lying. They're going to cancel each other out. So, he's going to have to play against either – it's going to be either Phoenix, Clippers, and uh, Utah. They're going to have to beat – because I think Clippers going to win their first-round matchup. That's the only reason I'm automatically putting them there. It's because they're going to have to play against one of them three, beat two out of them three to make it to the finals hmm. in a series. Just to play against probably Brooklyn, Philadelphia, or Milwaukee. Lakers not winning the chip this year. Because if I told somebody at the beginning of the season, this is what will take to get there, and Phoenix would be this good, Utah would be number one, Clippers, Paul George finally found himself. Every, they got Rondo over there who can really run the show, because that's another thing, like having Chris Paul and Phoenix. They needed somebody who could run the show and give them smart decisions. And that your floor general, they got it now. Man, it's scary. Yeah. Lakers, I, I could, I got clip, and it's gonna be, it would be the most boring, boring, boring shit in my opinion. <laughs> but I got Clippers against the Philadelphia 76ers in the finals, man. Huh. No, that wouldn't be boring. It would be boring. How so? Because the only person that talks shit is Joel and B, so we ain't gonna get no sound bites for one. He the only one that's gonna say, like, 
we're going to beat them guys. We come here to beat <laughs> these guys. And like how he talked with confidence, Kawhi is just going to get up there and answer the question. Paul George is going to kind of <laughs> just answer the questions. Rondo is going to pretty much, he might say some brash shit, but he's going to pretty much just answer the questions. Like Then, like, Kawhi got a boring-ass game. Yeah, he does. Ben Simmons got a boring-ass game. Yeah. I never depend on a big man to show me shit. He might score and get rebounds and assists, but he ain't really crossing and dunking and driving on niggas and doing no crazy. He just dunking and when they go doing regular-ass shit. So I'm like, where's <laughs> yeah, the gonna flash going to come from? Where are the star players that people are just craving to see? For one, people ain't going to want to watch that shit unless you're from Philadelphia or the small percentage of Clippers fans, or unless people in LA think the Clippers gonna win, the Lakers fans will watch it just to talk that shit. Just cause, unless my cousin will literally watch it, cause he'll be like, they ain't gonna win it. <laughs> he'll be like, you know they ain't gonna win it, right? He'll be up fucking 3-0, nigga, nine, nine minutes left, nigga, up 15, he'll be like, watch this nigga. He'll probably text me some shit, watch this nigga. <laughs> and I'll be that bitch, bite my nails, like these niggas better not do this shit again, nigga. I swear, that's how I would probably have to be, cause that shit was scary for him to tell me that at 3-1 and them niggas a little. It really made me look at the Clippers differently. That's like believing in voodoo. Like, nigga, he made me a believer of some cursing shit. <laughs> yeah, nigga. he believed me over the, Yeah. Hey, but hey, man, shit. One of the famous curses got fucking broke. And so, you know. The Cubs? The curse of the Bam... Oh, the Bam, oh no, the, the Red Sox, huh? Like the curse of the Bambino? Man, that's... Yeah, but... Yeah, they did that in the Cubs. They got cursed. The coast, because the, they traded that nigga Babe Ruth to the Yankees. So yeah. the Yankees start winning all the championships, yeah. and Boston didn't win shit else for like 96 years. Yeah. And they ended up winning like four and six years. So. Curse of the Bambino. It's like. I mean, yeah, it could be something for sure. I need the fucking Lakers cursed. Uh. I don't care honestly because I don't really nah, have a- no no you know baseball is one of those sports like 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 football like you know so- like worldwide soccer I'll say football um they believe in curses and shit <laughs> they believe in curses like they believe in superstitions that's yeah, what I- like that they believe in superstitions and I don't really <clears throat> I never really I do believe certain things about certain players but it don't be curses it be where their heart is yeah I feel like he ain't built for certain things, and I know how it really can get. And when it get real, he gonna turn into a bitch. Some niggas proved me wrong. LeBron had to prove me wrong. Because his first few years, he was talking, his fans, well, he wasn't even him though. It's always the people like, that root for you. And that's how I know I, as LeBron, and that's how I think he come to the conclusion to know that people don't really hate me. They hate the person like that. They hate that shit that's around me. It don't be me, it be the shit around me. Because that's all it is, is the LeBron fans made me question LeBron. Like, I would've just looked at him with an objective eye. But they was like, he's king, and he's gonna be Michael Jordan, and he's gonna be this, and he's that. So I had to look up and see it, and every year he get a playoffs, they like, put it like the Cowboys shit. He gonna win this year, he's gonna win, and he get in the playoffs and flame out first seven years. I'm like, bro, and then he flamed my year eight in Dallas, and when I seen that shit, it was inevitable at that point that they would win the championship. I knew they would because the team he had assumed, uh, assembled, but man, the way he flamed out in that shit, I was looking at that like, okay, guys, the Michael Jordan debate is out the window because that was on some hard shit. As much as I love LeBron, he had to grow until his confidence had to get grown, and it grew the next year. Now. It grew that next year, for sure. After the next year, after they went ahead and just completed the whole journey, man, that nigga had woke the beast, man. Because he not only won his first chip to get that chip off his back, 
he also knew exactly what it took to win. Yeah. So he knew he could put other people in position to win also. And that's not that's the most dangerous thing. It's not when you get in position to win, it's when you can put other motherfuckers in the position to win the same shit you winning. Yeah. And that's what LeBron did, that's what make him a king is Niggas, like, niggas know, like, it's damn near like Tom Brady. Niggas, like, you want to go to the finals, nigga? Find out where LeBron at. Whatever side of fucking conference shit he on, he going to be there, nigga. Just find LeBron, you'll be in the finals. Probably not this year, in my opinion, but that's usually the case. Same thing with Tom Brady. It takes a certain type of nigga to just take that shit and move around. Tom Brady took 20 goddamn years to move around. I don't give him much credit for being who he is at this point. He's supposed to be there. Like, nigga, you had the greatest coach, in my opinion, ever. 20 goddamn years. Supposed to be You're smart to be and yeah. take niggas over there and be able to coach niggas up and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you know, my, in my opinion, I always call Tom Brady the ultimate student. Like Belichick, always been as great as he is. He just never had nobody as great as a student as Tom Brady to take it in, learn as fast, to really trust what he's saying and imply that shit. The same thing with scientists. You know what I'm saying? Some scientists just do it their own way. Got some scientists who trust the, the formula. And the shit usually pan out for them niggas. You know what I'm saying? Them other niggas end up, it eventually sometimes they, the one in a million thing happen where they invent or some shit happen that'll turn out good. And oh, look at this discovery I've made. But you're gonna try a fucking million times before you make that one discovery. And people who follow the formula a lot of times usually just, they hit every time. They like little Baby when he rapping. Like, like me when I'm barbecuing sausage. They never miss, bro. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that that was actually like a good like you know philosophy on it. Philosophize. That makes you know how people have to look differently at LeBron James. And I always did say that I didn't even say that. I was like, damn, LeBron James is good as, as fuck. It seems like he, all he needs is just one person, just one person, just to come up. Yeah. Just and, step up and boom. Yeah. And he's reached the golden era of his career where people believe in him. Yeah. You no, know, it's a lot of yeah, people. He's, he's proven. He's yeah. proven. He's proven it for sure, because people are listening to it. And LeBron say, this is why I need you. Like we was talking about with Chris Paul, he the OG. People are, but LeBron don't yell at you. Like anybody can play with LeBron, because he might get on your ass. He pet, he more so show you body language. He'll drop his shoulders. You'll turn his head when you talk in the middle of the conversation, because he don't like what you're saying. Like he'll do you like that, but he ain't gonna really scream at you, jack you up. If Chris Paul was LeBron size with his attitude, man, the fucking Chris Paul wouldn't even be in the league no more. <laughs> Real talk, cause he, I'm not saying he's scared of niggas cause he's small, but I'm saying he probably ain't, he can't jack no six eight nigga up. That's all I'm saying. If he was six eight, he'd be jacking, he'd be like, you see what MJ was doing? He was six six jacking fucking seven foot niggas up like nigga. Punching niggas in the eyes and shit. That's what, Chris Paul got that attitude, but he just six foot tall in a tall man's league. So. And he don't seem like a boxer. He seem more. He's like a more of a meticulous guy. He play ball. He he bowl. He golf. He, you know, basketball. He point guard. He's more of a smart guy. That's what he do. Yeah, he'll so, get angry and beat you in the game. Yeah, he that nigga that uh, he'll take it. He you won't even know he mad at you till you'll see how aggressive he is in competition. Competition with you, you know. You'll be like, damn, this nigga focused as hell. I thought we was out here drinking beer and chilling. This nigga don't want no beer. He ain't hit the blunt. He just fucking lasered in. And he. Your shot, your turn. He like a fucking robot. I don't fucking piss this nigga off. <laughs> then you start thinking about it. You think about last night when you made that little joke about his golf game. Man, that look, you know, about him being a little nigga on the golf course. And you're like, fuck, he might be mad about that shit. I know he ain't still thinking about that shit. And you kind of put two and two together and like, 
I ain't saying no shit like that no more. Because <laughs> Chris Paul is a 300-point bowler. He can bowl 300. He's a perfect bowler, you know? Wow. He got a bowling crib at his crib. I mean, wow, bowling at, at every like, crib. Yeah, he can hit a bowl. He can bowl a 300. Huh. So he hosts bowling, like celebrity bowling, right at his cribs. And or as, I guess now since he do it, when he was younger, he would do it at his cribs because by now he do it every year. I'm pretty sure he gets sponsored by certain bowling alleys and be like, put it here, like <laughs> bring all of us. You know what I'm saying? It'll be known if like nigga, we at this our AMF, this man. That's the one Chris Paul be at. You feel like that nigga sometimes, but hmm. he do bowling, celebrity bowling uh, every year. I'm pretty sure he didn't do it last year because of the COVID. He probably won't do it this year because of the COVID, but he do them every year for sure. And I didn't even a, know that about Chris Paul. He's a bowler and a, he like to golf for sure. But all I right, know he's CP3, a CP3, huh? Yeah, he's a smart guy. He's a. I like the certain people. I just like they interesting to me. But him, his shit just come out. I pick it. Oh. It's alright. Yeah, certain people just like his information just came because like you watch ESPN. I think they actually hosted one of his celebrity bowling. Uh, okay. Things. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Really, honestly. Oh, I gotta mention something. Like J Cole drops his album next upcoming Friday. It's it's, it's coming this Friday, right? Friday coming up. All right, cool. He dropped I the interlude yeah. with the song, which is cool, real cool. And I think his album is gonna be great. I think Kendrick could be dropping within the next six weeks, in my opinion. And Drake will too, for sure. But you say in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I've been obviously. I just ain't wake up with a thought. I've been kind of paying attention to a few things. Yeah. It's a pattern. It's a pattern of things that's going on. He's being more spotted, you know, he's back home. He people are talking about him more. I feel like when people start talking about you, you put your name out there. Like you don't just type something on your Instagram, but you allow your publicist to allow your name to be back in circulation. I know how that shit go. Because I you know, now we got bloggers and we got media people who've gone into their own platforms. We get a lot of entire details on how things usually go. So I do know that for sure that the publicist are totally, especially someone on Kendrick's level, he have a publicist that's totally responsible for everything that has to do with his name circulating. His name don't pop out for nothing. Then he was spotted out doing an interview. Why would Kendrick stop and talk to somebody? You know, like the TDE back working. Like they back <laughs> like working. For real. They back working. Like they took the year off last year. Last year they was probably gonna pop off if everything was normal. But Kobe died and pandemic so that kind of just wiped the whole year away then everybody started dying so it's like it wiped the whole year away but i feel like 2021 is going to compete with in my opinion what was 2017 and of my music that i like the best albums dropping all my favorite art rap artists dropped they all also dropped in 2011 but it was in different albums of course some albums i think were better than others and you know, like Jay Z dropped 444 in 2017. J. Cole yeah. dropped yeah. two. KOD, Kendrick Lamar dropped Damn. Meek Mill dropped Wins and Losses. Uh, Drake dropped Scorpion. Uh, no, Jay Z and Beyonce did their uh, duet, the, the Together album in 2018. It was some more things to drop. Oh, Anderson Pac. I got all the way into Anderson Pac in 2018. And he, I think in 2018 is when he dropped the Oxner. In 2018, yeah, Oxnard, when he dropped Oxnard yeah. in 2018. But I was listening to Venice, Malibu, and Cover Art all 2017. So I was really enjoying music that year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Make me but think about the music year back in 2017. I think that this year have a potential to be as good. 
But anyway, it's it. <clears throat> you ready to call it a, a, a show? Yeah, there. How should we call this show, man? We say it's like a sport. This was a this was a sports edition. Well, this is just a, what we call an open, open, open run, and we gotta call it that. Like the sports is the thing that I say we felt like we had to just mention for sure. We was gonna mention them regardless of anything oh, no, we else we out, talked about. We started about. out saying State of Shit podcast. Yeah, that's why I say like sports is something that we were most likely mentioning the podcast because it's something that's always going on. We always we very sportsy guys. We love watching it, talking about it. So we're gonna always mention sports in our podcast. Whether it's a sports edition or open floor. But it all depends. Like we just let it run. Like this we, was open floor. So. Yeah. <clears throat> but we could run it. We could have structured it and just made it straight sports. But it's been a while. People been wanting to hear from us together. You know, just hear us talk, chop it up. It's, they got what they want. Yes sir. Yes sir. All right, man. Shit, that was good. It was a good one, man. Good run. So, anyways, you guys, y'all be easy out there. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Steer the Ship. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Mr. Johnny Woe. Um, you can also follow J Mo at J A M O seven one three. Or you can reach me on Facebook at J A M O space K E M P, which is J Mo Kemp. And I always spell it J-A-M-O out because people have their own spellings of everything. And I don't know what the fuck y'all put in there. And I want y'all to be able to find a boy and reach out. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, we got the Facebook page, uh, Steer the Ship Radio. Um, you can also just like and subscribe to us on any listening platform you got. You know what I'm saying? So we on Spotify. We're on Apple. Don't worry. There's no subscription for us on Apple. Damn. Shouldn't have said nothing that, but... Yeah, we, um, we're on Apple, we're on Google, just tap us out. Also, I need to stop bullshitting with YouTube and actually start doing the YouTube page a little bit more. So, anyways, you, you gonna say something? <laughs> so, anyways, you guys, y'all be easy, man. And, yeah, that's about it. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Peace. Hey, I learned